Hello and welcome to Just One Cornetto, a podcast discussing all things Greenock Morton. My name is Dean McKinnon and I am your host. Just One Cornetto is brought to you by themortonforum.com. You can reach us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at The Morton Forum. All our panellists appear in an entirely personal capacity and as such their views are personal to them. This podcast may contain a bit of adult language. Thank you all for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. Just one cornetto, give it to me, delicious ice cream, oh Italy, the mountain chocolate give me cornetto. Hello and welcome to another episode of Just One Cornetto. Well, after 120 minutes of stalemate at Fur Park, it looked like a disastrous ending to the night when Stephen O'Donnell's deflected drive from the edge of the area left Aidan McAdams helpless as Motherwell took the lead. Two minutes later, however, youngster Lewis McGratton's excellent delivery from the corner was headed home by Marcus Fjortov, which sent the tie to penalties. Calvin Orsay, Kyle Jacobs and Brian McLean all did the business from 12 yards. However, Sean McGinty's mask gave Stephen O'Donnell the glory as his penalty sent Motherwell through to face Hibs in the next round. Joining me to analyse the game, we have Stephen McElhaney. Stephen, how are you? I'm good, Dean, and yourself? Ah, yeah, brilliant. So, we'll dive straight in. What did you make of the lineup then? Um, I was I was happy with the lineup. It was it was I was a bit surprised actually to see um, McGinty play at left back, but it worked. Um, the the lineup completely worked. Um, I had called it a couple of weeks ago that I wanted to see Jacobs and McGinn and Lyon all together. And I think that the three of them were, were fantastic. So I think that was really a, a good call as well. Um, McGuffey was perhaps unlucky in, in a couple of recent games to not, not play as much. So um, he probably deserved to come back. And so I, it was it was probably a, the, the line-up I'd have, went, I'd have went for, actually. Yeah, I think so. I think, just as you said, I think McGinty at left-back, I think, We've kind of mentioned it a couple of times where his positioning's been very aggressive and very dangerous at times. I didn't think that was the case on Friday night. I thought he held his ground well. I thought he looked like a centre-back that was being utilised at full-back instead of trying to be this kind of flying wing-back as we maybe seen, I think, most notably up at Dunfermline the first time that he played there. So, yeah, I think... The back four looks a lot better than the back five. Is that something that you want to stick with for the rest of the season? Well, I think we have to based on that performance and against Motherwell. That unless there is any particular reason, injuries, or if the manager sees some reason to do it on Tuesday, then to me that's the they've got to be the setup for for Tuesday against Hearts. So I would have that Ledger, Fiotov, McLean, and McGinty at the back and. I really agree. McGinty seems to be playing as a left-back and not thinking, oh, I need to be a wing-back and bombing on. But I think Nesbitt really helped that because Nesbitt was playing so well further on that McGinty knew his job was to stay back and let Nesbitt do that. Um, and I really think that worked really well going forward as well, as, as strange as that might sound, that the s- solid kind of nature of McGinty against Motherwell actually allowed Nesbitt to go and do that. So I think it actually helps as an attacking sense to just have four quite robust defenders as well. Yeah, I think as well, we've, kind of, we've talked about Ledger a few times over the course of the season and just how solid and how consistent he is. He is that sort of 
think it was yourself that even said this, we are he is your kind of six and a half or seven out of ten every single week sort of player. And I think McLean's of a similar mode. We are, you know, very consistent. We know exactly what we're going to get from him. And I think that gives us a good base to then, we've allowed McGinty to then settle into this new role. And I think we've seen the benefit from it now. And we were kind of talking about this just before we come on air. With so little games left, you don't want to be messing around with a new shape, a new system. I think this has to be the way we line up for the rest of the season now. And I'm assuming on Tuesday night that Strap is going to replace Nesbitt on the left side. Nesbitt can either get shunted back over or he can either replace McGuffey on the right-hand side or he can come out of the team entirely. Well, obviously, we'll, we'll preview the Hearts game a little bit later on. So what did you make of the performance? It was a f- fantastic performance. Um, it, it really was. When you think you're playing a, a team who are going to be mid-table, really, they're going to finish what realistically about eight for something in the in the Premier. So in the Premiership, so re- realistically, you are punching massively above your weight, and particularly in the first half, we didn't look out of place in in the slightest. And I've seen us play. I've I've seen every game this season, right? But I've seen us play teams like um, Rafe Rovers, for example and get completely outclassed at times um, based on our performance and their performance. And you're lying if you said you weren't worried that was going to happen um, against Motherwell. Every, every Morton fan's worry, I think, as soon as they see that we're playing Motherwell is that that's going to happen, I think, because historically it's happened. But I, I, I genuinely was um, of the nature of, obviously, I wanted to go through, and it's the Scottish Cup, but I kind of... Hope we, just hope we don't embarrass ourselves here was, was what I was kind of aiming for on Friday night and the players really well went over and above that the performance was not not just embarrassing themselves, it was actually going out and putting a marker down to say this is what we can do and this is what what we can show for, for themselves, I mean these boys, a lot of them don't have contracts, playing for contracts for next year here, there and elsewhere and so we, this is, we are actually good footballers and we're actually a good football team and it really was it was a, a performance to be proud of, to be honest. It was, and I think, credit to McPherson, I think he got the line-up spot on, I think he got the tactics spot on, and we did see that in the performance. I thought defensively we looked sound. There weren't, especially in, in the kind of 90 minutes, Motherwell didn't have a great number of opportunities. I know they had kind of a few half chances, a few flashes across goal. It wasn't a case of we were being carved open and riding with luck. I thought we competed well in the game. The midfield worked well. I think for all it might require some tactical adjustments for the last two games of the season, can I allow on a growth where we're probably going to be expected to to dominate the game and can I take the game to these two sides? I think the three in midfield, you know, McGinn, Lyon and Jacobs definitely worked and it is, I would keep those three, obviously, if they're fit enough to do it, I would be keeping those three in for Tuesday night and going forward from there. So, tell you what, what did you make of the Lion chance? Obviously, that was that was probably the biggest chance that, that we made throughout the, the 90 minutes, certainly. It was, uh, it was, it was a, a very frustrating but unlucky one um, in that once he gets to the goalkeeper, with the benefit of hindsight, um, you watched it back a good few times you're thinking he could have slipped it to the side and the keeper would have had to have took him out or he'd have been able to get round him but the, I think the thing that really needs to be highlighted in that chance is 
the Scotland international that he just absolutely bypasses. This is a guy with, I don't know how many caps, but at least a few caps for Scotland, and Reese just totally skips by him. And that just shows you that the, this big golfing class that people think there is between teams like Motherwell and Morton, that there isn't, when we turn up, there, there isn't, I don't think there's a big golfing class between anybody out with the, the, the kind of our level and up to the kind of mid-table mid in the league above. Um, and I think it really highlighted that, that one chance alone. But I, it was just one of them. It was so frustrating in hindsight that he, if he'd stepped round him, you, you never know what's going to happen. But nice bit of skill to get there in the first place. Yeah, I think it was almost remnant of... We were actually talking about this game just before we started recording. It almost reminded me of the Katongo chance against Aberdeen in the, the League Cup semi-final. And that it was it was the chance. And if you could take that, then it changes the whole complexion of the game. And yeah, I think obviously the, the timing being being quite similar for the chance as well. But as you said, Lyon's done very, very well to manufacture that chance. And it's obviously him going, pressuring the ball. He's got there, he's read it well. He's done well to get past the second, to get past the defender. It is just unfortunate. And yeah, it is just one of those things. Obviously, if he takes that, it's. I think it does change the complexion quite a lot. You can understand, just as you were saying about kind of previous experiences up at Fur Park. I think given the last three trips there, I think the the total score's been fourteen now. So, I think we've we've definitely shown that these players are capable, and I definitely think we've shown that this is the shape that is going to hopefully keep us in the championship this year. Yep, def- definitely agree with that. That it was a real, real bit of positivity off the back of the performance. Just one Cornetto is brought to you in association with the Inverclyde Boiler Company and the Inverclyde Bathroom Company. Shane and his team offer the very best design, installation, aftercare, and customer service, and are very proud to serve the Inverclyde community. You can find them on Facebook and Instagram, or call them on o one four seven five. 503-304. Something that we've not really mentioned yet is how our attacking players did. Obviously, we, we kind of touched on Nesbitt, but how do you think, you know, Nesbitt, McGuffey and Muirhead did up against up uh, against Motherwell? I thought they, they linked up really well, particularly in the first half. At half-time, nobody, nobody, not even the, the most ardent Motherwell supporter would have said they were the better team. The first half, I thought they were really, really good. Second half, they came into it more, um, and the extra time they came into it more. But I thought attacking wise, we were really good, particularly as you said there, um, Nesbitt. I just, I, I really think Stephen O'Donnell is, is widely considered as Scotland's best right back, um, and is probably going to start three games in the Euros for Scotland. And again, particularly in the first half, Aidan Nesbitt absolutely tore him up. We, we some great, really great playing. What it was one of them kind of weird halves that. We'd a lot of kind of half chance situations that you're like, oh, that, if, if that ball went that way, m- maybe actually when we got right into the final third, that extra wee bit of quality that was was needed, and that's perhaps the gap between the two teams. But we did have a lot of kind of good half chance situations that was unlucky not to develop into a proper clear cut chance. And I thought that they linked really well. And I, I said that the last time I was on, whenever I was last on a couple of weeks ago, about wanting your head to start up front through the middle and, and the manager's been giving him that chance. Um, the manager's seen what 
Robbie Muirhead said when he signed that the, the the two previous managers haven't seen that he does he 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 brings the kind of whole game for me where I'm not saying that that any player not being great at anything is is a good thing, right? But he's that type of centre forward that he's not like John Sutton who just holds the ball up and he's not a kind of Katongo who was powerful and fast and runs through. He's kind of got a wee bit of everything, Muirhead. Um, he's pretty good. He's pretty good at holding the ball up. He's pretty good at getting flight on. He's pretty good at pressure. He's just kind of good at all of the things, and I think that really suits when you've got two wide men, um, particularly when they're, they're like kind of fast winger types as as McGuffey and um, Nes. But I think that really suits for the link up because Muirhead is. He's not just always going for the same option, um, and I think the three of them or a setup of that nature against a lesser team like this at Cianaloa, we would we would create a, a lot of chances, I think. Yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on. I think his kind of hold-up play and link-up play and his kind of in-game intelligence to, as you said, to bring the players around him into play, I think that's better than Aussie's. Uh, yeah, as you said, I think he's got more facets to his game than any of the attackers that we have at the moment. And for that reason alone, I think we need to... I think we do persist with him until the end of the season. Obviously, his goal up at East Fife, crack and finish, it shows that hopefully, if we can get the supply into him, then we're going to get a few goals from him. I think Nesbitt's performance on Friday night will hopefully do him the world of good because, as I mentioned last week, I think looking at the situation we're in, Nesbitt is one of those players that I think really should be at the forefront of getting this Morton team to safety and away from that playoff spot. I think he's technically he's more than capable of doing it. It's just we need to see the numbers now. He needs he needs to finish the season strongly. I think obviously for Morton's good, but for himself as well. Yeah, no, I, I think I think when Nesbitt well, I kinda of touched on it earlier talking about McGinty, but I think Nesbitt's position's a big thing. Now, Nesbitt is the type of player that to me, he's the type of player that I'd be happy for him to be missing for 10 minutes and then get the ball and beat a man, get across. And he's that type of player that when he drifts out the game, you need to allow him to drift out the game because it's not that he's he's not he's not trying. And, and, and quite often when you go to a game, you, you, people kind of, oh, he's not done it. And, and you're like, well, actually, have you been watching the game? He's making good runs. He's, he's stretching teams. He's, making, he's having good options. And he's maybe just not been involved for five, 10 minutes. But I think in recent weeks when we were playing the kind of, Three, four, one, two. I would have described it as well, with the wing backs basically a strap and Hines and Nesbitt was quite often playing kind of in the hole. To me, that doesn't suit him as much because he's involved in the game all the time. And I just, I just feel some players are better on the wide position of getting involved when when they're involved when it's up their side, and also then getting that kind of making their own stretch. And it's a totally different position from playing in a central, a central kind of tight mid role where kind of Lyon played almost the, the, the other night. So. I definitely think his position really helped him the other night and I hope that he plays on a, a wide role for the rest of the season. Swan Cornetto is brought to you in association with Donotter Retro Football Tops who offer a variety of high-quality, modern reproductions of classic Morton shirts from years gone by, including the famous orange Umbro away shirt, and the shirts from the 80s and 90s by match winner and new Olympic, with new designs being added regularly. You can visit them at www.denotter.scot 
and use the discount code MORTON10 to receive a 10% discount on your order. Okay, so we've touched on it a little bit in the podcast so far, but obviously massive game against Hearts on Tuesday night. How would you line up for that one? I, I, I think I'd go with either the same team or a, or a very similar team um, from the other night. I think a, a goalkeeper picks itself and I, I'm not changing that back four. And I'm also not changing the midfield three of Jacobs, McGinn and Lyon if they're all available. And big Robbie, as I've said, is, is leading us to safety. So Robbie Muirhead's up front. Aidan Nisbet cannot be dropped after that performance. So to me, that's there's only one position up for grabs. Um, and that's that's McGuffey's position. And I don't think he deserves to be dropped either. So I think I'd go with the, the same 11, the, the, the exact same setup. I mean, but there, there was some good performances off the bench. Strap came on, put yourself about. Um, but I think if you're playing the back four with, with McGinty, um left back, then it's unlucky for Lewis. I think he's on the bench. But the, the one performance the other night that was really good that, I, I'll be honest, almost surprised me because I, I don't know much about him. I've only ever seen him playing a couple of um, reserve games was McGratton. I thought he was, the extra time, I thought he put himself about brilliantly. Um, the corner he put into the goal as well was for a for a, a guy his age coming into a setup like that when we've just conceded looking as if that's us out of the cup to put that cross in was, was brilliant. Um, but sadly and unfortunately for him, I'm still not putting him in that midfield free over any of the the other three, so it's whether or not he would play in the position McGuffey was. I don't know if he's done enough to get the position yet. So I am I'm going to say go with the same go with the same setup, same eleven, um, exactly the same. I think the only, I think everything you said absolutely spot on. The only the only position I think that I would look to change is possibly taking McGuffey out to put Strap in and then moving Nesbit over to the right. But even then, I'm not entirely certain of that one I think everyone that started the game probably does deserve to start again on Tuesday night it'll obviously just come down to how certain players have coped with the turnaround obviously that was a lot of football for McGinn if everyone's fit and raring to go I think the only debate you have to make is whether you bring Strap back into the start of the 11 and then obviously one of Nesbitt or McGuffey has to miss out if that does happen, then I think it would be harsh on whoever does drop out. But Strap is still one of our best players. And yeah, it is a kind of toss-up. I'm not entirely sure where I would where I would fall on that one yet. I, I, I get the, the logic of bringing Strap in, but to me it changes the team. Um, you'd end up more with the back five again, just by nature. Lewis Strap is not a winger. He is a, a left-back who, who could be very competent at left wing-back as well. But he's not he's not an out and out winger, so you would end up with strap yeah. deeper. Um so you would end up when partic- particularly when we're defending, you'd end up with Lewis almost left wing back. Naturally the defence would all shift along a bit. Ledger would be right wing back, and before you know it, you're back to the back five with Ledger at right wing back and Lewis at, at left wing back. Um and I just don't think that's at all the way we should set up. So I'd I'd keep McGuffey in for the kind of natural balance of him and Nesbitt get them swapping when when required, but get them running um, at Hearts. Because I've watched Hearts a number of times this season, th- thanks to the fact that BBC Scotland seem to only like picking Hearts games if Hearts are available, right? So I've watched I've watched them on BBC Scotland quite a lot, and I've obviously seen them play us twice. And I, I understand that they're winning, they've won the league, right? And I'm not saying that they don't deserve to win the league, but they're not a good team. They're, they're, they're all right. They're nothing great. 
And if we get running at them, then we could score goals. They're not this world's greatest defence. So I would have the two players that are going to run at the fullbacks, and that's McGuffey and Nesbitt, um, keep them the way they are and, and ask them to run at the fullback because you've got three solid midfielders in there where you can give them the freedom to run because you know Ledger and McGinty as well. They're not going to be bombing overlapped. So let the two wide men just do the running at the fullback and then Big Robbie will, will finish it off for us. Perfect. So we'll move on from there. So elsewhere in the Scottish Cup this weekend, Inverness were beaten 2-1 by St Mirren on Friday night. Three fixtures in the Championship yesterday. Wraith Rovers beat Alawa 2-1, which confirmed Alawa's relegation. A broth thumped David Hopkins' heirs 4-0 in Angus, which is a terrible wee shame. And Dunfermline beat Queen of the South 3-1 at East End Park. So, looking towards the Championship table, obviously Hearts are still top, 50 points. Wraith in second on 43, Dundee in third on 38, Dunfermline fifth on 36, Inverness fifth on 34, Queen of the South sixth with 31, our both are now up to 7th on 29, Aaron 8th on 27, Morton 9th on 26, and Alloa bottom on 18. A big, big result for our both yesterday. What did you make of that result, and what do you think it means for the teams heading into the last three fixtures? It, it was a, a really big result. Um, that, I don't think that can be, be understated in the, the significance and and momentum that that, that that could perhaps give our broth and, and likewise the other way against there. Now, football's not all about stats, right? And I, I hate to be the guy that's like, oh, did you see the stats of that game? But did you see the stats of that game? <laughs> 21 shots our broth had. Air had two shots. I don't think you need to be a rocket scientist to know that see if you're playing a crucial relegation deciding type six-pointer game and the opposition have more than 10 times the shots you have, then... It's not looking good, so I'm I'm delighted that error in that situation because as long as somebody else is in that situation, then hopefully we're not. Um, but I think that was a big result. And I, actually, I was one of them clubs that, I'm not saying I like any other club really, but I, I don't really mind Alwyn. It's always been a nice wee journey. It's quite accessible. Um, it's got a KFC next to the ground, which is always handy as well, right? But... <laughs> um, I, I was one of them teams that I actually quite liked being in the league. So as much as I, obviously I didn't want them to stay up on us now, but I was kind of like, ah, oh, it's a shame they're down. But I'm also quite happy because Peter Grant seems to be a very good kind of play the young boys, give people a chance and stuff type manager. He's always been a kind of likes to talk about his football philosophies type guy. And he, he, he does kind of practice what he preaches, tries to get his team to play. I wonder if in the next couple of games he'll give a couple of young boys a chance. And if he does, then... Thanks very much, Mr Grant. That could very, very well help Morton. Um, or it could be the opposite, that he plays all these boys that he should have been playing all season and they all play out their skin. But but I'm glad. Um, I mean, if you had to choose, do you want Aloha having to win against us to try and stay up? Or do you want Aloha already relegated? Of course you're picking Aloha already relegated. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that's already been decided at that end. But um, the, the, it's, it's a funny league, isn't it? Look now that, that I still don't know who I think is going to finish... Um, fourth out of Dunfermline and Inverness, so that that could help us. Um, some somebody's playing Inverness. Is it Air that play Inverness? Yeah. So that that cause I, I remember looking at it the other day and thinking Inverness needing to win games could help us as well. So I it's I'm still we're, we're going to stay up. I'm confident. Do you still fancy fancy us to finish seventh or eighth then? Yeah, seventh. I finished fancy us to finish seventh. Um, I I think we're going to get seven points out of our next three games. And 
that's going to be enough to finish seventh. Do you reckon then one? Do you reckon draw one one or draw, draw, some draw, other kind of variant? Draw draw one one. Um, or is the, the the situation that was was highlighted to me by a, a certain Mister McKinnon earlier today was that that it could be that the last game of the season of if it was in a rough draw the air go down um, wouldn't wouldn't be adverse to that but no I, I either draw one one or one one draw but I I honestly don't think we've got anything to fear on Tuesday night particularly after that performance against Motherwell the players should be going out and saying this Hearts team think they're bigger and better than Motherwell but they're not. And we went to Motherwell and matched them for 120 minutes. So at Capelo, on our own park against Hearts, if we show up, then we're, we're taking something out of the game, at least. Yeah, I think we, we don't need to get into this game with any sort of trepidation. It is we, it's not quite the free hit that I think it was on Friday night. But yeah, there's absolutely no reason that on the back of that performance that we can go and give Hearts a game. and. You know yourself, you've seen these games before where if you are fighting for your life against a team that are home and hosed, it can happen. You know, the flip side of that is that obviously Hearts do have quality in the forward areas. You know, the likes of Boyce, I think he's been tremendous this year. If they get service into Boyce and he finds the net, it's, it is. I think we've got every right following on from Friday night to head into to Tuesday's game full of confidence. And... Aye, it's, it's a case of fingers crossed, really. Right, De- definitely. And, and when you get to three games for the end of the season, when you've been in a relegation battle that we've been for a number of weeks, one thing I would always ask was, it's in, please make it in our own hands. We don't need snookers and we don't need people to win 5-0 against this team to change this. It is in our own hands. Um, if we win all three games, then we're obviously guaranteed to be up. But being in our own hands in the next three games, I think that's the positive message the manager will be giving to the boys is look at what you've done on Friday night. Look at what you've done in, in stages, I would say, and in, in, in other games and in, in stages and other games that have been really good in recent weeks. Um, and take that into these, these three games. And if we put in three good performances, then we'll be fine. Yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on with that. All right, Stephen, we will leave it there. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. We'll be back after Tuesday night's game against Hearts. Well, that's the show, folks. Remember to check out themortonforum.com for the latest Morton news, discussion and articles featuring the excellent match photography of GBR photographs. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and we'd love to hear your feedback or questions on any of our social platforms at The Morton Forum. Give me God, yeah.